Yep. What's good? What's good? Yo, it's Chan Man, House of Barf. How's everybody feeling today? Today is May 3rd. And if I had to say, today is a decent day. And um, it's a beautiful day. It's a wonderful day. Uh, but for me, it's decent. Uh, the sun is shining uh, in Maryland. I'm excited. Um, reason being is uh, communication with uh, me and my partner um, has opened up a little bit. Um, now I can't say that the communication is positive or negative, mm-hmm. uh, but it's communication. So, uh, and, and not saying that we're, uh, going to be, uh, back best friends or anything. I not sure if that's true, I'd, but the communication is open. Um, good news is I actually have a nice quiet little spot right now to, um, get started. Um, Right now, I, I do have my laptop, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and get this up. Uh, let me see, I got my paper and my pen. Um, okay, all right, let me get this together. And right now, my Bev is a, a bottle of smart water. I'm just trying to get my electric electrolytes. Um, uh, get myself a Bev in a little bit. Uh, a little bit later, um, but regardless, we got a quiet location. Uh, I got my laptop. I got my paper and my pen. Uh, what time is it? It's nine thirty-two. Uh, so uh, let's just take a quick look at um, what's going on in the market, real quick. Uh, it just opened. Um, if 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 you don't know, uh, the market is open typically uh, nine thirty a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and the reason why I say typically, there, you know, uh, whenever you work in the financial industry, you try not to use uh, um, solid terms. So when you speak to people in finances, unless they're like highly professional, highly experienced, licensed uh, uh, and in the right position, then you'll just hear them say things like buy this. Now, if you're not in that position, typically uh, you'll hear people say things like typically, generally uh, and based on past uh, history and whatnot. So typically the market's open 930 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by. Uh, Looking at my analytics, it looks like nobody has stopped by. Well, at least not in the last. It looks about two or three, four days, which is completely okay. Um. I'm not doing this, um, you know, for, for that, um, uh, you know, it's just, it's just trying to get the knowledge out there. If I have any knowledge, not saying I have the knowledge, um, just trying to get this information out there. Uh, but let's go ahead and take a quick break. This is Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for so much for coming back. This is Chan Man. And all right, uh, we're just going to go ahead, uh, take a quick look at the market. Uh, it's 9.41 a.m. And uh, Eastern Standard Time, and let's just go ahead and take a quick look. It looks like uh, the Dow is up uh, about 13 points. Uh, that's 0.04%. Uh, it's at 33,785. Uh, we can definitely go over those numbers in the future. Basically, um, every index is uh, uh, made up of multiple stocks. Um, and uh uh, and I'm uh, I ha- I have to look at that number how that number comes about, um, 
if we take a quick second real quick, let me go ahead and see uh, how is the price of the Dow determined uh, of the, uh, and I'm going to say it's, I'm just going to say it's all the prices of, uh, but let's take a quick look. How is the price of the indexes, uh, okay, to calculate the price index, take the price of the market basket of the year of the, int- wait, 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 I'm not sure if it. Uh, of the indexes uh, determined. Um, okay, so let's take a quick look real quick. This is uh, spglobal.com. Uh, the index value is calculated by dividing the index market capital- capitalization by the index divisor. An index return can be calculated by comparing the index values from one period to the next. Okay, so we're going to take a look at that uh, in, in the future, um, let me see, I'm just going to type in now, how's the price of the, let's just do the Dow, uh, the Dow, um, uh, Dow Jones calculated, um, to calculate the price of the Dow, you would simply add up the prices of its 30 stocks and divide it, uh, and divide the sum of the Dow's divisor, a numeral that factors in stock splits and stock dividends. Okay. So there's a few uh, things in there. Uh, I just want to verify that information. Uh, but yeah, th- that's just basic real quick. Uh, I'm just going over it real quick. So when I go over these, so the Dow actually just in uh, three minutes, um, looks like it just dropped now negative uh, six points, uh, 0.02%, which just makes it flat. And again, I'm on CNBC.com. Um, S&P uh, 500 is up uh, 5.5 points, this 0.0. Uh, 13%. Uh, currently, the S&P 500 is valued at $4,141.25 um, at 9.44 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the NASDAQ is up 9 points, uh, 0.07%, and it's valued at $13,194.25. Uh, uh, also, it does look like oil is down um, about three uh point forty uh approximately three point four percent and it looks like the US ten year uh treasury yield is down uh about point zero four five uh points um so what it currently looks like to me and while we're on the topic uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and just do a couple other things right now since we're just gonna kinda going over the prices of things uh just seeing where everything is at. Uh we're gonna go to JM uh Bullen um, man, I remember I was at work, right? And, um, uh, one of my managers says, Hey, do you know how to do bullying like research? And I'm like, Oh, the, the gold, the, the precious metal company. And, and they're like, no, Jan, uh, when you put quotations around things and split it up, I was like, Oh, is that what it's called? It's called the bullying kind of research. I was like, I didn't even know that. Uh, I was like, man, I thought you were talking about I was working at a financial company. I thought maybe we were talking about we're going to do some research on precious metals and whatnot. Um, And I know that that was just one of those dumb black people moments, you know. Uh, But let's go ahead and take a quick look real quick. Right now we're looking at precious metals. Uh, Let's take a look. Right now it currently looks like gold is at $2,000, which uh, that's pretty decent. Uh, silver is at approximately about $25 and this is per ounce. Oh, let me see. Um, 
what 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 is this uh from 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 my trap stars uh an ounce is what 28 grams let me see how many grams is an ounce so yeah it technically it's 28.3495 so to my trap stars that have been giving out uh 28 zero uh you're actually shorting your people 0.3 uh, approximately about 0.35 grams. Uh, so yes, an ounce is 28.3495 uh, uh, grams. So uh, when we say that gold is approximately about $2,000, uh, it's approximately about $2,030.56. Silver is approximately $25.54. Woo! Silver's up. Okay, palladium is $1,000, I mean $1,076.72. Uh, and no, I apologize. Platinum is $1,076.72. And uh, palladium is $1,498.93. And this is per ounce. Um, so that gold, I mean, precious metals, I'm, gosh, darn it. I, I need, man, I need to get some more precious metals. That, that, I mean, and the thing is, I mean, that's just solid. I mean, they just, they take their time. They move slowly. Uh, now I'm going to go ahead and type in coinbase.com and we're just going to go ahead and take a quick look at, uh, uh, what, um, uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Goodness gracious, man. And I know I should have all this stuff together, but I told y'all, uh, no disrespect to y'all, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of doing this stuff on the fly. I, I, I really, if I get in the future and I get a team and then, and cause like, um, uh, my patience can be a little bit short at times. I could get a team in here who's willing to help me, like, edit and, um, you know, write down my ideas of what topics that I kind of want to go over. Um, then, yeah, this thing will be put more clear together. And, again, I'm not trying to make it, like, um, like uh, you know, I'm not trying to make it like CNBC because... You know, and, and seriously, 100%, I can't think of a bunch of shows. There's some really good ones that I actually enjoy. Uh, for example, there's this uh, this guy, the Wall Street Trapper. Uh, he's been doing, um, you know, financial or, you know, li financial literacy conversations uh, way before me. Uh, I enjoy him. I enjoy things like The Breakfast Club. Uh, they, um, you know, they keep it, you know, uh, you know, they keep it, you know, a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, uh, and, uh, they still enjoy music. And so that's, that's more so the angle of House's Barf. I'm trying to go down with House's Barf. Um, uh, but real quick, I just want to go ahead and go over. I got coinbase.com up and what it looks like we're looking at is Bitcoin is currently at approximately, uh, $28,329 and 16 cents. Uh, looks like Ripple is at 0.45, I mean, uh, 45 cents. Uh, Ethereum is at $1,855.21. Bitcoin Cash is at $116.58. Litecoin is at $86.24. Um, there's a bunch of others. Uh, looks like uh, in cryptocurrency top mover uh, right now is, is, is uh, Bitcoin SV. Not familiar, but it's up 27% right now currently. Um, at approximately 9.50 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time is at $42.12. So, fantastic. We, we, we went ahead went down the rundown. Uh, let me go back to CNBC.com and kind of, kind of catch up on what's going on today. 
Um, again, this is, you know, this is just me just trying to break a couple things down. Um, and also, if I could say uh, one thing I do want to um, also start um, uh, considering is, um, you know, just spreading a little bit of positivity. So uh, I just want to let y'all know how much I love y'all and I appreciate anybody uh, that stops by um, and, uh, you know, uh, let's just um, hope that uh, the words that I'm giving out are uh, the words uh, that are in God's will. Um, and, and and I know, uh, you know, I may not say everything correctly and I may say some things are contradict. I've been called a hypocrite, a contradictor since I was in high school. So um, to anybody that says, oh, you want to talk about God and anybody wants to call me a contradictor or a hypocrite or anything, I'll say it real quick. Fuck you. All right. So yeah, it is what it is. Beyonce has been called a contradictor. She talks about who runs the world, girls, and then back in the day, she wrote a song called Bills, 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 Who's Gonna Pay My Bills, Tupac's done it, uh, Dear Mama, and then um, I hit him up, uh, so you know what, we are who we are, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure DMX, um, who really doesn't go in the conversation of goat rappers, which I think he should be in the, the, the conversation of uh, goat rappers, uh, possibly even before Jay-Z, and I, but that's another topic, Um you know, uh, he has his moments where he prayers and then he has his moments, you know, so um, that's just what it's going to be. But I definitely want to say, uh, uh, God, thank you for everything that you've given me. Uh, thank you for um, uh, my family, friends, um, health. So uh, we just want to make sure we spread the positivity and hope that the words that come out of my mouth are, um, you know, uh, are God's will. Um, real quick, market movers. Um now, these companies I'm looking at, I don't even recognize. Uh, uh, ticker sign AIZ, Asurion Inc. Right now is up about 10.58%. Uh, currently, it's about $133.06. I will let y'all know, when I look at the market, sometimes I like to look at the losers. Um, uh, so, let me go to the bottom. Okay, Estee Lauder Company, uh, ticker sign EL, is down about 20 uh, 21%. Uh, currently right now it's at about $193.74. Uh, Amcor PLC, not familiar with them. Ticker sign AMCR. Uh, currently it's at about $9.90. And damn, Advanced Micro Devices. Ooh, okay, AMD, you dropping? Okay, I'll, see, that's why I look at the losers. I like to see that. Okay, it's down about approximately 8.12%. Currently right now it's about $82.61. Um, Okay, uh, so um, another, let's just go back to the movers. Uh, well, not the movers, the, the, the gainers. Uh, we got Generac Holding Inc., uh, ticker symbol GNRC. Uh, it's up about 9.84% uh, at about $112.92. Then we have Viseric Analytics Inc., currently up about 7%, uh, ticker symbol VRSK. And right now it's currently at... Um, Approximately 9.53 a.m. is approximately about $202.28. Uh, just uh, about 23 cents. Sorry. It was at 28 cents and it dropped that quickly. So uh, just a couple of topics real quick that I, I was taking a look at. Uh, looks like Russia, Ukraine. Um, uh, still going on. Uh, one thing I really don't like about this is I'm pretty sure there's so many other countries that are going through it. But I don't want to get involved in all that. But it looks like Russia, Ukraine is still um, going at it. Um, looks like, uh, Darden Restaurants buys Ruth Chris Steakhouse for $715 million. 
So Darden Restaurants. Let's just take a quick look at that. What's their ticker symbol? Uh, da, 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 da. Darden, Darden, Darden. Is it DRI? Let me see. DRI ticker. Uh, yes, Darden Restaurants Inc. Uh, right now it's down about uh, 0.072%. It's currently about $151.72. If you're not familiar with Darden, uh, they do pay out a dividend yield uh, annually of approximately about 3.2%. Uh, so uh, that's kind of exciting. Um, and let's just look at um, companies owned by Darden. Uh, uh, um, if you can tell, this is also kind of how I... I my thought process goes. That's really what this could be about. It's just kind of how my dark, uh, thought process goes. Like when I want to look at stuff, uh, when I, when I am trading, I really haven't really been trading, uh, uh recently. I kind of just been, um, uh, focusing on, uh, compliance, uh, uh, and my, um, my investments have kind of just been kind of set and forget. Uh, come on, man. Uh, I just want to see the restaurants owned by Darden. List of, list of Darden restaurants. It's not that hard. Okay. Olive Garden, Capital Grill, Seasons 52, Longhorn, Bahama Breeze, Eddie V's Prime Seafood, Olive Garden, Yard House, Cheddar Scratch Kitchen. So that's just a few right there. I'm not sure if there's any more. There might be more, but that's just uh, the top ones that came up. So um, that's Darden uh, restaurants. They just recently... Um, uh, uh, let me just read the headline. It says, Olive Garden owner Darden Restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Darden Restaurants buys Roof Chris Steakhouse for $715 million. Fantastic. I, I hope that that deal goes down great. Um, uh, so let me just take a look real quick. Uh, there's this um, headline about uh, um, here's what to expect from today's Federal Reserve announcement. Uh, so let's just see real quick. I want to take a quick look. Um to see uh, what time, what, what's this announcement supposed to be? When is it supposed to be? Um, but let's go ahead and take a quick look. Markets, I'm just going to read just a little bit. This is an article published uh, uh, today, May 3rd, uh, at approximately 527 a.m. Um, uh, it looks like the uh, person who wrote this is uh, named Jeff Cox. Uh, let me just... Read a couple bullet points here. I'm not going to read the whole article, but it looks like markets have priced in a near 100% probability that the Fed will move, I mean, will approve a quarter percentage point increase at the conclusion of Wednesday of its two day meeting. Gosh, damn. You know, meeting for two days? Well, I don't know. I know it's not 48 hours, but damn. That's like, man, somebody, man, I need a nap. I don't even know if coffee going to work, but man. All right. Where the intrigue comes in is how the central bank proceeds from here. Okay. Central banks, you know, nobody wants to hear about banks right now because they are failing left and right. Besides banks, I, I do believe uh, we discussed yesterday that the First Republic Bank is going to be acquired by um, uh, JP Morgan or is acquired. Um, economic and market uh, cross currents will lead the Fed to signal a policy pivot this week, according to Goldman Sachs. Uh, and last well, bullet point, while the market is anticipating a dovish, okay, Fed inclined to halt rate hikes and start cutting later this year, subordinately, or, uh, stubbornly, high prices could change that. 
okay. Um, okay, so, uh, you know, a lot of that was a little bit confusing for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but it sounds like we're going to go ahead and get an uptick uh, uh, in interest rates. Um, we, we're going to go over all that because that's this stuff is very interesting to me uh, with the uh, interest rates and inflation and stagflation and deflation and uh, economics uh, uh, and whatnot. Um, so we're going to um, I'm going to jot that down real quick. Uh, the Fed interest rates and how just basically how it works with banks failing um uh inflation uh all, all those different things uh we will hop into that um all right i think we had a good little uh uh you know starting off uh let me see if there's anything else that i just want to take a brief look at i think we're okay uh thank you so much um and we're gonna take a quick break this is chain man house of barf all right all right this is chain man house of barf thanks for coming back to anybody that decided to come back, uh, clearly, uh, I don't have any viewers. My analytics are showing me that, Chairman, nobody's listening. Uh, but hey, it's all good. We're doing okay. Now, something that I did want to uh, kind of discuss today that I want to hop into is um, one thing that um, I think about a lot is um, the, the uh, I'm not sure mm -hmm. if this is the correct mm -hmm. term or not, the discrepancies between finances, financial literacy, and men and women. Um, not going to go so much on the male side, but I kind of, and, and listen, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I was raised by a woman, by women. Um, you know, I'm, I'm half my man, half my mom. Um, so I, I can't tell you about the, the, the uh, challenges that women go through. Now, I will admit to you, uh, in the month of March, uh, went to a lot of women leadership meetings and I mean, they were phenomenal. They were phenomenal. I mean, like to actually just hear women talk about women issues is, I mean, it's, it's almost as, uh, you know, appealing as hearing anybody talk about their issues, but just to hear like different women coming over on planes or what, however they got over, let's say to America. Cause that's what it was about. It was about women who came from, uh, you know, different backgrounds and um, how they uh, started off and where they are now, whether they're in uh, uh, corporate America or government and just how successful they were. Um, uh, but I still, you know, uh, that's still just me from the outside looking in. Um, uh, right now I have a, a great associate, uh, um that's been helping me out, uh, just talking and more exposure. And, uh, I'll go ahead and say her name. Her, her name is Flora. Uh, if you ever get the opportunity, stop by, uh, I, I it's called cafe Flora, but I call it mama Flora. Uh, mama Flora is, uh, it's in Eastgate shopping center. Uh, it's West African food. It's from, uh, Cameroon. Um, you know, so, you know, you got your, uh, what she got? Peanut soup, uh, salt pepper soup, yaguzi. Look at the menu. Don't let me chop this up. Uh, cassava leaf, um, uh, spicy goat, uh, and, and and it's it's cooked um, Cameroon style. Uh, it's, it's just a nice spot to go. Uh, she also caters. 
and that's why she's been a great associate because she's like, hey, you want to go to a couple of these catering events with me? Uh, and uh, you could just get some exposure uh, to um, to life. So, yeah, I went to a couple of events with her and just fantastic, man. Just uh just and one of them was uh the women was another i went to other women leadership meetings as well but i went to one with her and that that one was just it was impactful uh so but i still can't truly understand the struggle of a woman uh whether she's caucasian black spanish um asian uh but you know what we can go ahead and do is dive in because one of the questions that i have is um like you know what they always say about the, uh, discrimination is what's your evidence? How can you prove it? You know, so um, to an extent, I even feel like uh, my former employer uh, was I felt like they discriminated against me. Not only, you know, like or, or you know, um, some people may claim age discrimination. And the question is always going to be is, how can you prove it? What did they do? What did they say? How do you know that they're a racist? And how do you know that they're not just a jerk or an idiot or an asshole? Uh, so it's very difficult to prove um, discrimination. And I know there's several discriminations going on with black men, young people, old people, um, different, uh, you know, Spanish speaking people. I know they get it the worst. Uh, you know, Spanish speaking people, you know, sometimes I hear people just refer to them as Mexicans. And it's like, dude, he's from Uruguay or you're gay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, he, he's from Argentina. You know, like, he's not even, you know, uh, Asian people, Asian hate. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's like, dude, you hear them call them Chinese. And it's like, dude, he's from Japan. You know, um, so there's so much hate out there and there's so much. And, and the question is, is it getting any better or is it getting worse? You know, we'd have to run the demographics on that. But what we're going to focus on right now is uh, women uh, and, and finances, uh, because my question being is, um, how do these women know? Like, um, I, I've seen it at work. I've heard it at work. Oh, I'm pissed off. Why? Because I just found out that somebody in my position was making more than me. You know, Tom, he's making more than me. And I sit there and I asked, I was like, how do you know? Like how did like how do you know this? Is this is this something that's on the on, on the internet? And they're like, no. And the way this one woman told me was, I guess I, I guess this was back in the day of paper checks. Um, some male person or somebody dropped the check on the wrong desk, and uh, she opened the uh, check. And <laughs> we always have to say, man, you gotta love your women, cause they're they're private investigators. You know what I'm saying? Like, women are very intelligent beings. Because if I would have got the wrong check, let's say I would have got, uh, you know, uh, Nicole's check or uh, Natalie's check uh, or even Chad's check, I'm going to be like, yo, Chad, um, yo, here's your check, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to read Well, I guess if I just happen to not read it, I guess. But I'm, I'm not even going to open it. So, uh, yeah, I guess she opened a check, uh, one of my coworkers, and she read it, and she was pissed off, and she's like, that's how I, we find out. We do the exact same role, uh, report to the same management, um, everything. That's why I don't even ask my counterparts. Like, if I got, you know, Caucasian counterparts or Asian counterparts, I don't even ask them how much they make because in the back of my head, I already know the answer, and the answer is more than you, Chandler. Uh, so, um, because one, uh, I'm not, 
huge in negotiation. Uh, that's one thing I got to work on. I'm going to write that down too. Uh, there's a book uh, out that I'm actually reading. Um, it's, what is it called about negotiating? Give me one second. I want to write down negotiating uh, in business. Uh, but is it never split the difference? Um, I read like half the book on vacation. And when I got back from vacation, um, matter of fact, about my vacation, I went to, um, uh, what was it, Virginia Beach. I went to this place called Apex. I took my children to Apex and they had a phenomenal time. They had a great time. I mean, literally, we probably could have spent one day in Apex. It has like three floors of video games. Um, it has a, a bar restaurant in there. Um, and like uh, you, and like right across the street is a hotel. And uh, if I'm correct, I think they may even have a bridge between the hotel and Apex. Uh, so you can literally, don't quote me on that part. But uh, you can literally just walk over from your hotel. Um, and seriously, you could spend the day in there between go-kart riding, hitting the bar uh, for food. Um, uh, they had VR video games, bowling. Uh, it, it was great. It, it was Dave & Buster's on steroids. Uh, Dave & Buster's is not much different than this old company called Jillian's, I believe it was. I think Jillian's might have even been a little bit better than Dave & Buster's. But um, Apex, uh, if I had money, uh, I would franchise an Apex. I don't know how much it would cost or anything, but I would franchise an Apex. I got another company that I would franchise, Cookout. Cookout is this little fast food joint. Uh, and uh, I ate it in Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't, it, they probably got some other ones out there, but I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's another company I would franchise. Um, one more company I think I would franchise but I'm not sure. Uh, urban Air. I never really liked the term urban. But it, like, I don't know. I, it, I don't know. But Urban Air. Kind of another one. Just fun games. Uh, those are, If I had bread. Like, actually, I called Urban Air. And I was like, hey, how much would it cost a franchise? Lady was so sweet. Oh, yeah, you want a franchise? Like, okay, okay, okay. $2 million. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. I don't even got that. I got like 200 k um, and, uh, and I don't got that in the bank. I'm saying I was going to pull out some loans and everything. As soon as I told her that, man, she hung up, man. I ain't never hear back from her, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. Um, you know, uh, there's this article real quick. I would like to share about you since we're on the topic of beautiful women and, uh, business, you know, barf. Um, let's go ahead. I want to do this. Uh, there's this wonderful lady in, in wall street. I forget her name, Simone or something. But I want to do Chick-fil-A, um, uh, Chick-fil-A franchise, uh, uh, I hate to say it, woman, I don't know, I forgot her name, uh, but let's go ahead and take a quick look at her, and um, uh, da, 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 da. women who aspire us, uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, let's go ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into this just a little bit, uh, this is an old article, um, let's see if I can find a newer article. Uh, what's her name? Uh, it's her name, Ashley Lamonth. Uh, so I want to go ahead and see if this, this article I'm looking at is from 2018. So what I want to go ahead and do is see if I can find a, um, a more up-to-date article and we're going to, uh, we'll take a quick break in a second. Um, all right, let's see if I can find one a little bit more recent. 
Uh, let's just go to LinkedIn.com. Looks like they wrote an article on her. Uh, oh wow, she's on LinkedIn. I could, uh, I could, uh, I could send her a message. Um, franchise owner. Uh, okay, I want to see an article. Okay. Uh, real quick, just give me one second. Uh, Ashley Lamont. Uh, let me see if I can find. Uh, give me just one second. Uh, let me see. Ashley Lamont opens, I think she opened up seven Chick-fil-A's or six or seven. Uh, okay. Okay. See these articles, like there's no from like 2023. Um, Give me just one second. Uh, okay, I'm just going to go to one of these older articles and, and say screw it. Uh, gosh, all right. This is why you got to have yourself together, right? Because um, these articles are so damn old. Like, I want to see a more recent article on her. Uh, but let's just go ahead and hop in. Uh, I'm just going to go to Chick-fil-A website and read the, their article from 2000. This article is from April 26, 2018. It looks like it's written by a lady named Tiffany Greenway. Let's just go say, at the age of 26, Ashley Lamont became one of the youngest franchise owners in Chick-fil-A history. But her Chick-fil-A story started many years before. Lamont uh, began working at Chick-fil-A restaurant outside of Atlanta, Georgia, when she was 15 years old as a way to earn enough money to buy her first car. Turned out she liked the job, and when it came time to attend Spelman College, she began working at Chick-fil-A restaurant near campus as a director on the leadership team. Okay, so uh, let me just type this in one more time. I'm, you know what I'm gonna type in. I'm gonna type in uh, uh, youngest uh, Chick-fil-A owner. Okay, okay, it looks like we may have an article. I could have sworn, like, I read an article about her, like, earlier this year. Like, I don't want to read these old articles, man. Um, yeah, but she definitely is making some uh, some history. Uh, I believe she opened up... Uh, uh, gosh darn it. Sorry. I'm sorry, people. I know this. I told you, this show is called The House of Bar for a reason, okay? Don't don't judge me. I'm just one one man in America trying to do the best I can. You know, I was like, nah, I'm messing with y'all. Uh, Ashley La Moth uh, owns six chick, chicken filet. That's 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 what my kids call it. I don't know if they call that anymore, but they used to call it. Can we get some chicken fillet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me see if I got one from two thousand twenty-one. Okay, all right. Ashley Lamont, January twelfth, twenty twenty-one. Still a little bit old, uh, but again, uh, this article is on blackbusiness.com. All right, so. Um, Let's just, I'm just going to read just a little bit more about Ashley Lamont. Um, and again, 2011 at the age of 26, Ashley Lamont became the youngest franchise owner in Chick-fil-A history. However, the story, uh, yeah. So, okay, we got that. Um, let's see how many uh, Chick-fil-A's 
that's what I want to see. Uh, real quick, um, how many Chick Fillets? You know, one thing crazy about Chick Fil A is it's not on the uh, West Coast. I didn't even know that. I was in uh, California one day and uh, uh, I ordered an Uber and um, or a taxi. I, I think I was getting a taxi and I was like, "Hey, could you drive me to the nearest?" Uh, uh, Chick Fil A, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you know we don't have Chick Fil A's in California or something." I was like, "What? Yeah, you gotta be kidding me!" And uh, it was funny because they were like, "Man, you know what's so funny, man? We get so many, many of y'all people from the East Coast talk about Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A breakfast. That's my shit. You know what I'm saying?" And um, uh, he was like, "Man, y'all, y'all got me wanting to uh, uh, eat one. You know, <laughs> like I gotta eat." But okay, if I'm correct. Uh, uh, Ashley Lamont, she owns, if I want to be correct, seven, or, or she owns six or seven um, Chick-fil-A's. It's just a true inspiration. Uh, and um, to other people that want to answer this question, um, how much does a Chick-fil-A owner make? Okay, so... Um, how much this is this is a uh, uh let me see uh so this is on drfranchises.com uh so uh let's just see what he says about Chick-fil-A and all these damn advertisements uh gosh darn it. uh let's just go jump down how much does a Chick-fil-A uh, franchise owner make uh, real quick uh, as per record the average chick-fil-a restaurant generates 5.3 million in annual sales damn and that's what being closed on sunday which is a way more than the lead quick service chick restaurants in america an individual franchisee makes approximately 200 to 240,000 annually after consideration after considering fees annual fees also, it has over $10 billion in annual system-wide sales. The calculation is based on average restaurants' earnings and percentage growth in operating. Okay, so this is Google, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I really don't know how much of this is true or not, but let's just go ahead and say real quick that um, this information is true. And uh, let's just pull up a quick calculator. So, again, let's just say Ashley Lamont owns um, six franchises. Uh, and let's just say that she's on the lower end and she's making approximately $200,000, um, annually. So, um, based off of her six franchises, she's bringing about 1.2 million annually, which is phenomenal. Not to, to consider, uh, if I'm correct, uh, she is, uh, about 26, 27 years old. I, I'm, I'm very proud of her. And I'm very proud of all y'all, whoever uh, you know, whoever y'all are, and what y'all are doing. Don't ever think that you got to make money to uh, for someone to be proud of you. Uh, just you woke up this morning, uh, you had a hard day yesterday. Uh, you were taking a shit on the toilet, and you start a bust down crying because um, uh, what did that lady say in the song? Uh, the man last, uh, the man I'm with called me last night, told me that we're done, done decision. Um, and uh, uh, the bills are rolling in, and um, uh, again, the job is hard, uh, and you woke up this morning, 
and you got those children ready for school, those uh, four kids, those two kids, that one kid, um, our child, and uh, you got them to school and you're on your way to work and um, you're ready to do it again. Uh, you gave you gave uh, your best yesterday and you're going to give even better today. Um, that right there is enough to be proud about. Uh, so it's not about money and success and all that. Um, uh, but I am proud of a young black sister uh, doing her thing. Um, the, the woman I was talking about before uh, that has been becoming very popular, I believe her name is Lauren Simmons. Uh, she's became, uh, I believe a book writer. Uh, but again, just another woman to be proud about. Uh, um, um, let me just go ahead and see if I can find a quick article on her. Um, and listen, um, I, I look, people call me, uh, 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 uh sometimes I, I've been called a cracker before. Uh, it, I'm not just going to focus on the sisters, uh, I want to focus on all women because I, I know sometimes when we talk about women doing powerful things or whenever we talk about diversity and inclusion, we typically leave out uh, white women, white men. Uh, and how are we going to practice true diversity? How are we going to practice empowering all of our women when we're just empowering our sisters, our Latino sisters, our Asian sisters, um, and, and whatever else? But we also need to include our European sisters and our European brothers. Yes, we all know they, they, every day is about them. Okay. We know it. We know it. Um, but if we really truly want to practice diversity and inclusion, and if we truly want to empower people as a whole, um, then we truly need to, uh, we, uh, we truly need to practice it, uh, uh, you know, at full, um, real quick. Um, I'm going to read uh, Lauren Simmons' uh, LinkedIn real quick. Uh, Spotify host, keynote speaker, women's and youth personal finance expert, author, film and TV producer. Um, so I'm going to look to see if I can find a quick article about her. Uh, okay, so I'm going to read what essentially uh, uh, Lauren Simmons wrote about herself, uh, which uh, is a little... I'm just like, no, I'm joking. Um, let's go ahead and take a look. At 23 years old, I became the youngest woman to be a full-time trader for the New York Stock Exchange, as well as the second African woman in 226 years. Damn. Now, that's some bullshit. Congratulations to Lauren Simmons. Um, but let me go ahead and see. I'm going to read a little bit about else about what she wrote about herself. Um, uh. It has been a long and exciting journey for me, and I am grateful for the encouraging messages I have been getting. At times, it is overwhelming, but I'm so excited to see how my story can help others as well encourage others. Okay, so I would love to go in a little bit more to her history uh, of, of, you know, her journey, which I'm sure she has books in it, and I have not read any of her books. And no offense, uh, I, I don't really read too many books. I, I really do want to work on becoming a better uh, avid reader. Um, but you know what, uh, let's just go ahead. Um, I'm going to take a quick look at the markets. Uh, let's see what we can find. Is there anything going on? Uh, we're looking at relief for regional banks. This is on CNBC. Um, NASDAQ is, uh, 
it looks like it's up about it was a pretty flat day uh, about 0.5 percent uh yeah pretty flat day still i think everybody's basically waiting on what the uh, fed reserve is going to say i'm gonna look at what time that meeting is going to come on uh let's just go ahead and take a quick look uh what time is let me see uh, i'll find out what time that meeting is going to come on listen i'm i'm because i talked for uh so long i'm gonna actually just put on uh i'll put on a couple of songs i'll put on about two or three so thank you so much for hanging out with chan man the don uh this is house of barf all right all right thank you so much to anybody everybody set to come back and fool with me fool with this fool and actually i heard something to say you shouldn't call yourself a fool because like back in the biblical days that shit was serious when you call somebody a fool they meant that shit so, let's go ahead and take a quick look, see what's going on. Uh, mainly, the topic that we're discussing right now is how is it, or what is it, what's going on with these women and them not earning? What, what's going on with this disparity between women and men's pay? So, um, I'm just going to start real basic. Um... um let me see. I'm going to start real basic. And I just want to start from the beginning. Not from the beginning, but from where I think we could start. Give me a second. What I want to talk about is this. I want to talk about... I want to start back probably about 1950 or 60. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going there, but I'm saying I'm starting around that time. I'm sure it was way worse way back then. But one thing that I don't believe that a lot of people understand, I, and a lot of people do understand, but what we're trying to do is like, kind of like, you know, uh, I guess coin it or grasp it and put it together. So there's a history of miserable housewives okay so one thing talking to let's say like my pop um he'll talk about is um one one reason why he works so hard is so that when he has children they won't have to do what he had to do you know so for example a football player may say i'm playing football so my kids don't have to i'm uh boxing so my children don't have to Mm -hmm. i'm working with um multiple races of people so i don't so my children not saying that trust me my pop the men in my family would never encourage me not to work with other races or other genders but they don't want me to have to go through that fight you know uh for example uh you go into a meeting but you don't want to talk because you're worried that you're going to upset the white man because the white man needs all the attention um so um or the white woman or whoever it is, they they need more attention. So you go ahead, put yourself in the back of the line, which is something typical my father would did at, let's say, not saying my pop would have did it, but that was more uh, uh, accepted way back in that mm-hmm. time uh, where people of color would step in the back of the line to let white people on first because that's what it was. Uh, now we can hopefully get to a point, but people are realizing 26, 30 years later, there's so much that's the same. So that's why I say let's jump back to the 1950s, 1960s, where we think that 30, 40 years later, things will be different. But 
maybe there's some things that aren't really different and that we should we should discuss and that we should go over. Um, so one thing that was really big, uh, supposedly in the 1950s, 1960s, was this thing that um, was considered uh, um, economic abuse. Um, going into economic abuse, let me go ahead and just type in uh, economic abuse and let's just go ahead and talk about it real quick. Um, economic abuse, uh, and this is Cambridge Dictionary uh, or dictionary.cambridge.org. Uh, economic abuse. Uh, a situation in which someone harms another person in a close relationship using money, property, money or property, for example, by controlling how they are able to get or spend money or preventing them being able to buy things that they need. With economic abuse, money becomes a way to control the victim. Economic abuse can also include restricting access to essential resources such as food, clothing, or transport. Uh, a few examples that the website gives is econ uh, emotional and economic abuse in relationships are often intertwined as people who insult and shame their partners will also try to control their income and assets. Economic abuse can include things like using the victim's credit cards, using money to manipulate them, and making them feel guilty about their financial situation. The helpline appears to acknowledge economic abuse but seems to assume that it's always a man who is the abuser. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> True. What's his name? St Stanford? It's like, no, I'm kidding. Um, but we're going to stick on the topic of how... Uh, and the thing that's so crazy to me is... I don't know if people want to admit it. I was recently watching an episode of uh, Club Shay. Club Shay Shay. Uh, and Steve Harvey, and towards the end of it, he just says it. Yo, women are awesome. I mean, seriously. If a group of guys went to a party, the party doesn't start till the women walk in. I mean, if, if a guy has an apartment, the first thing I can immediately tell you he's thinking about is, how can I get a woman in here? Um, like, and, and it's not even just that. I'm not, you know, uh, how intelligent women are, uh, how, how funny they can be. Um, you know, if, if you got a woman in your life, that's not healthy for you. That's just a toxic individual. But overall, I mean, I can't understand. And I can understand why people want to abuse them. The reason being is that, um, if, if a woman, I guess, knew how powerful and strong she was, then she would know that she can, do whatever she wants. She can be with a man. She cannot be with a man. Um, I think Diana Ross's daughter, I forget her name. She's fine being by herself. Uh, um, you know, like you, when you know your worth, you know, but I think in a way men don't really want, I could be wrong about this. Don't, don't let me generalize men in a whole, but men can sometimes be very uncomfortable with the strength of a woman because if she finds out how strong she is, we all kind of, to an extent, we all still are animals. We're all still creatures. And we do know that women typically have this gene in their system. See, I don't think men have this gene so much, but women have this gene in their system where they want to go for the the best, you know, when it comes. And, and women typically don't. They kind of fall short when it comes to picking their spouses. I mean, if, if, if women had great taste in men, then guys like me wouldn't have a shot. But, um, uh, Women typically go to the animal that that's their 
uh, animal in them. Uh, two things I'll say about women and the, their animal. One, when it comes to choosing their mate, they typically will go after what they deem the strongest, the best, you know, quote unquote, alpha male. Uh, and then when it comes to their children, if a woman has children, not saying all mothers, because um, we know, what is it, saving Isaiah? We know there's some mothers out there that are not equipped, whether it's mental illness, uh, a, a term I'm learning more about, chemical dependency, um, whatever it is, uh, uh, postpartum. Um, but let's just say for your average mom, um, you mess with their children, you're getting the claws, you're getting the horns. Uh, I would say that's more so. Other than that, women, are, I would say, are very evolved, very knowledgeable. Um, compared to men, I think sometimes we're more stuck in our ways from our ancestors than women. Um, so let's see. Um, I want to go more into the the systematic uh, uh, abuse of women. Um I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break real quick. Um, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to take a look at, um, things, for example, unequal pay in the, the, the pay gaps between men and women. And, and I'm kind of interested in how in the hell does this happen? Like, why is it that a job is a job, you know, is a job. Why is it that now it becomes, oh, snap, okay, he's a man, I'm going to pay him more. And and let's take a quick look. Uh, okay, I'm just going to put in one of the most dumbest questions that I don't even want to ask. Why is it that women, um, and I know what people are going to say, well, that's because they have periods, you know. Um, let me see. Why is it that women get paid less than males just a few reasons let's just let's see if there's anything uh what causes the gender gap or why do males let me see let me see uh okay this is on pewresearch.org let's just say real quick just um much of the gender pay gap has been explained by measurable factors such as educational attainment occupational segregation and work experience the narrowing of the gap over the time over the term is attributable in large part to gains women have made in each of these dimensions okay so they're saying that there's measurable factors such as educational attainment so if i'm assuming more males go to college than women occupational segregation uh for example there's more men in leadership than there probably are women and work experience. If a woman goes to a job, in my personal opinion, she does her damn fucking best at that job. And I'll say one of her downfalls is she's so dedicated that she does not, um, she, they, them, uh, I don't even know the rest, does not feel that if she doesn't have the qualifications for a role that she won't apply compared to a man who will gain the experience because they like, you know what? I know Tom. I know Chad. Um, or I'm just going to put it in. I'm going to lie my way, uh, until I get the experience. I never worked in it before, but you know what? I'm applying for the job. Do you, have you ever worked in it before? Yep. You know, uh, what is that? 
uh, that's the, uh, I forget the dude's name on Step Brothers, not Will Ferrell, the other one. Uh, have you ever worked in IT before? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they never had no IT experience. So then they get the experience or they bring in, uh, you know, some, yeah, I know Tom, Dick, Chad, they, it's who they know. Uh, so it looks like those are a few measurable factors, but let's just go ahead and take a, a, a quick look at what are some, I'm not, and I'm actually going to type this in. I don't think it's going to bring anything up. What are some non-measurable factors of uh, gender pay gap? Okay, and and let's just see what what excuses because these are not reasons. These can't possibly be reasons. Um, yeah, one thing I think I'm going to read is that because women have babies. And I could be wrong about that. Uh, um, yeah. So, uh, what causes gender inequality? Uh, conflict, poverty, and other forms of social disadvantage. But that doesn't talk about the the, the pay gap. But uh, um, child development. You know, typically uh, when children are being born, um, supposedly the mom takes a um, the roles, um, I, I didn't read that anywhere, but I think these are some of the non, non-measurable things. It's like, uh, you know, um, and if people only knew, man, like women are seriously, in my personal opinion, work harder at the job than men. And not only just work harder, they're also smarter, you know, like I'll have all my shit together and put together very well. And then I'll go to one of my female colleagues, uh, and see how she has her shit together well and i'm like damn you got that shit clean see my shit's put together but you know it could use a little work uh because i'm more so just trying to get it done i'm like here let me get all this shit done uh okay i got all the information i need but you go to a woman's that she'll have her excel sheet or have formulas in it it'll be all clean then her work will be nicely clean and written um and trust me i have different things about me as well for example i'll say one thing is that's different about me personally is that I got a non-measurables. I got uh, a passion uh, for my work. Um, it's not more so like um, I'm just doing this for a job or I'm just doing this because um, uh, I need the money or, or something like that. You know, it's more so like I do this because I take pride in my work and so do women too, but there's different uh, factors. Uh, but, you know, um, let's, let's go to U S department of labor uh, and see um, some of these, uh, earnings, uh, uh, wage gaps. See if we can find something. Um, just, just, just all jumps. Okay. Uh, not going to go too deep into it. Uh, again, on the, uh, department of labor, uh, website, this is, uh, five fast facts, the gender wage gap. First thing that pops up is median weekly earnings by sex and educational attainment. In total, uh, men will make weekly $1,219. And this was written uh, March 14, 2023. Weekly, women will make $1,002. Uh, let's say has less than a high school diploma. Uh, men will make about $745 a week. Damn. Without what? Without a high school diploma. 
men will make $745 on median a week. That's insane. And women will make $594 a week. High school diploma. Men will make $945. What the hell? And women will make $735. Wow. With some college or possibly associate degree, men will make $1,000. Damn. And women will make $800. Damn. Bachelor's degree. Men will typically weekly $1,632. And women will make approximately about $1,200. With an advanced degree, men will make approximately $2,000 a week. And women will typically make about $1,500. Wow. That is that is astonishing to me. And that 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 bothers me. Uh and I know people will say uh women and um you know children development um uh whatever it is, I don't know what it is. That's what I know I believe I can't remember if President Obama was trying to work on this back in two thousand eight. Um goodness. You know, these are just some things that we definitely got to look at and we got to approach. And you know what? While I have you on the line, let's just do something real quick and let's lift uh, our spirits up. And um, I want to type in, uh, you know, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's type in, uh, I'm going to type in financial, financial literate women, most financial literate women. Uh, looks like an article came up by the financier.com. Uh, top 30 U.S. women in finances in 2023. Uh, this article was written by Laureen Stridham. Uh, this was written in uh, March 22, 2023. This is about 40 minute read. Um, uh, but I'm not going to read all this. But we're just going to we're going to go down the list. Uh, I'm going to chop these names up. We have Anne Ackerley, Anu Anyajar, Nandita Bakishi, Loel. Bernard, Brainy Yard, uh, Thousunda Brown Duckett, Candace Browning, Jan uh, Buchan, Mary Kalani, Callahan Yurdos, Joyce Chang, Margaret Chen, Stacy Cunningham, Mary Daly, Donna D. Lani, Celine Dufette, sorry, I think that's French, uh, Dufette. Dufalete, uh, Anne Fenuchikin, uh, Jan Fraser, uh, Adina Friedman. Oh, that's CEO of um, of Nasdaq. Uh, Suni Harford, Teresa Heitens Rexender. Oh, sorry, Teresa Heitzen Rector, uh, Melody Hobson. Yi Sing Hung, uh, Hung, uh, Abigail Johnson, uh, Gun John Kadia, uh, Marianne Lake, Ida Liu, Jennifer Pepizak, Emily Portney, Rebecca Rothsasin, uh, Michelle Seats, Kathy Wood, and we all know, of course, our, our uh, my one of my women, uh, Janet Yellen. Uh, but I'm just going to take a look at a couple of these. Uh, let's just take a look at um, a couple of these ladies. Uh, Anne Ackerley is a managing director uh, and head of retirement group at BlackRock. Oh, BlackRock. Oh, cool. 
Uh, she is one of the founding members of Black Rock's Women Initiative Network and was recently recognized in Barron's uh, as one of the 100 most influential women. Um, Anu Ajar is a co-head of uh, Global Mergers and Acquisitions for J.P. Morgan. Yo, big ups. Uh, uh, Nandita uh, Bak Bakashi is president and CEO of Bank of the West, which is part of the global network of banks in 72 countries. Fantastic. Uh, so I'm not going to go down all their lists, but we definitely do have some powerful women. Uh, we definitely, uh, so one thing that I will tell you when I went to one of those women leadership meetings is women, they're tired, uh, except amongst themselves because I hear them call each other bitches all the time. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? But I guess we hear black people call each other, you know, you know, my nigga all the time. And we also hear, I hear Caucasians say it all the time, man, you redneck. Um, and I, I, I never understand this stuff. Uh, but it's what people do, but women are more so, I'm not even saying what I got and don't quote me is that they're not tired of being called bitches. They're tired of being called bitches because of their personalities. You know, it's like women are tired of going to meetings from what I got from these women. Lead, I went to like, I went to, I went to like five, six, seven of them. Probably more than that. Yeah, I'll probably say we went to about seven, eight of them. Um, it's they're they they're tired of being dominant creatures. They're very dominant, but whenever they raise their voice, give their opinion, uh, they feel like it's like, why is she talking? Why is she so aggressive? Why is she so mean? And I can say I've been guilty of it too. You know, um, you know, uh, and that's why I say they're more so upset about that. Um, uh, so, uh, we really got to encourage our women and we got to figure out this wage gap. Uh, if I've read, I, I just skimmed it. Um, let me see if I can see it real quick. Um, this is an article, uh, written in Forbes, uh, magazine by Marisa Delalado. Uh, this was written March 1st, 2023. Women still make 82 cents on the dollar compared to men. And I'm not saying men are making a dollar, but they're probably making like 91 cents or something like that on the dollar. You got to remember, it still costs money to make the dollar. I can't, I, I can't, I can't loan you a dollar and expect you to give me a dollar back. I need a dollar five. I need a dollar 10, you know, um, so you know, for every dollar, I need, I need a little change back. You got to remember, you know, it takes money to make money. So, I mean, it takes, you know, takes money. Yeah. Yeah. Literally it takes money to make money. So I can't give everyone their full worth. So I would say men are probably making like 91, 92. That's just off the top of my head. I think we may have discussed this on another episode, but just, a, uh, just, just a couple key facts from this article. Um, uh, the pay gap has only narrowed two cents since 2002. Wow. This is 2023. Wow. 21 years later. So it goes up one cent every 10 years, every decade. Uh, the pay gap has only narrowed two cents since 2002. Women, when women made 80 cents for every dollar earned by men, according to Pew. Let's see, Pew. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Real quick above that. Um, working women 
over the age of 16 made 82 cents for every dollar earned by men in 2022, according to the study from Pew Research Center, released Wednesday, a rate that hasn't meaningfully changed since 2002. In 1982, women earned just 65 cents for every dollar earned by men, and over the following 20 years, that rate has jumped 15 cents. Guys, damn. Women tend to earn less than men as they age. Women who were between the ages of 25 and 34 years old in 2010 made 92% of the median hourly earnings of men their same age. But in 2022, these same women who were now between the ages of 37 and 46 years old made just 84%. Okay, so before, between 25 and 34, they were making 92, and now between 37 and 46, made just 84% following a similar trend from women who were in these age gaps starting around 2005, uh, 2005 and 2000. Okay, last couple key points. Uh and I know I may be botching this. In 2022, women ages 25 to 34 earned 92% of the median hourly earnings of men compared to those 35 to 44 and those 45 to 54 who each made 83% and women 55 to 64, let's read it, who made 79%. Gosh darn, people just don't like old women. They're just like, uh, you got a gray hair? Uh, sorry, got to gotta let you go, honey. Um... Last year, white women earned 83% of the median hourly earnings of men as Asian women earned 93%. Black women, let's take a guess, 70%. And damn, Hispanic women, 65%. Pew used data from the U.S. Census Bureau for its findings. Okay, and then there's a lot of articles out there. I mean, there's a lot, uh, not a lot of articles. There's a lot more, uh, uh, there's about two or three paragraphs Uh I'm not going to go into all that. This is it's, it's about two or three paragraphs. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, the only thing I can think about is transparency, man. Transparency. Um, I don't know what else to, to solve this. Uh, can I type in real quick? I think it was Barack Obama. Let me see. Barack Cause you gotta also remember Barack, he was raised by a woman. I mean, you know, he had his dad, but uh, and let me just shout out Wichita, Kansas. Um, what were some of Barack's points? Because I believe this was something he was working on, but you know, he couldn't do it all, you know. Uh, but since 2002, it looks like it went up. Uh, uh let's I just want to see if we can find out a little bit of what. Um, it's not a myth, it's math. Okay, this is, this is something he was working on back in 2014. Okay, um, you know, for someone like me, the the only thing I can do is, um, I, I, I just, you know, I can try to get these podcasts out there and try to get them more attention because uh, this right here I mean it's not cool like it's not even I didn't even get into race except that last comment uh, yeah um, 
Let me see when women succeed, America succeeds. President Barack Obama. Um, and, and I know the big issue. The big issue is, ah, why are you sticking up for those women? You let them in, they won't get out. You know, it's like, you know what? I, I grew up with women, and yeah, once I gave them one of my hoodies, I never saw that hoodie again. You know, uh, once I cleaned up my bedroom, my I have the women in my family, they'd be in my bedroom, and I couldn't get them out. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I, I understand. That's what, you know, what people are going to say, you know, but... You know we gotta advance. We gotta advance, and we gotta we gotta we gotta be equal. Uh, and life is life by itself is not equal. If I'm correct, um, I believe uh, it may have been a verse by Lil Wayne. The world is cold enough already. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see uh, if I can. Um, I'm not sure who it was by, but basically the world is cold enough already. Uh, I I don't have to add to it. You know, uh, the world already enough um, is going to um, be unfair. Um, It's it's already cold. Uh, I was looking to see if I could find that verse by Lil Wayne. But basically the world is cold enough already. I, I don't have to add to it. Uh, I know we're trying to look at a way to be up on the next individual, uh, but paying someone less because of their race, gender, uh, their social class, um, um, it, it, I, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, Sway, but the most that I could say is, um, let, the most I could say is um, we have to figure out a way to be more transparent, uh, communicate, um, so that, um, it, it, it's, it's the, the, the job is what's important. So for example, Lamar Jackson getting his pay, uh, Mahomes getting his pay. And let's say an offensive lineman is not making as much as Mahomes. Okay. I understand. Mahomes could not do his job without that offensive line, man. However, there's something that Patrick Mahomes just brings to the team that it's like, man, we got to, we got to, we got to secure this. You know what I'm saying? So it's not so much, it doesn't have to be split up so much among, um, gender, race, I don't know, religion, uh, social class, but the person who's getting the damn job done. And, and don't tell them when they're getting terminated or when they decide to quit. Oh, man, I want to let you know um, you were doing such a great job. Matter of fact, you were doing triple the amount of work as everybody else. Oh, thanks for letting me know. Now I'm leaving. Why didn't you tell me this then? Why didn't you pay me my value then? And the one thing about business, you'll never be paid your value. I mean, you'll never be paid your value. That's not the thing is. But what you can do is you can close that gap a little bit between what I'm valued and what you value me as. And don't, and everybody always wants to say, you got to take it. You got to take it. Okay. But sometimes, and a lot of times, a lot of people, in my opinion, are beating up on a defenseless animal. 
not not calling uh, people animals, but we're beating up on just. I'll tell you in business, uh, at work. See, the thing is, like, I wasn't always corporate America. There's a lot of times, you know, I was at home. I was uh, selling candy out of um, you know my bags, you know everything, and I, I did that for years. And then you know you hit an age like 25, 26, and I, and I'm not you know booming. And I'm like, all right, it's about that time that I need to go, you know, uh, you know, at the time it was, uh, you would go and, uh, actually I did that at 16. So I would always have a little part-time at like six flags or something. I would say it'd be like 25, 26, uh, USA jobs in my area was popping. Um, and I was like, you know, it's time to sit down and fill out these, uh, applications and it's time for me to get a job. Uh, it was probably a little earlier than that. Um, and, uh, and so I wasn't in the workforce. I mean, I've always had a job like Six Flags or something or a grocery store, but that was just, um, you know, gas money. I'm trying to buy a car or something. Um, so when I hopped into corporate America, you know, I really didn't know the politics. I didn't really know the, uh, the things that are going on with people. And I didn't really realize that am I supposed to be asking for this? It's like if you work at a company long enough and, and you talk to one of the youngins and they say, oh, yeah, I got this much. I don't know. Let's just say uh, PTO. And you're like, uh-uh. No, you need to ask for more vacation time off, man. We're supposed to be getting 60 days a year. And they may have got 30 days a year, but nobody would know if they didn't say anything. And then you're also supposed to get a trip to Disney World and you're supposed to get this, that, and the third. Uh, you're supposed to get this much for gas, whatever it is. And they don't know. You know, it's people like me. The first few years in corporate America, all you're trying to do is just, you know, fit in, get your job, fit in. Uh, you know, you're trying to, uh, you, you're like, you're like a, um, you're like a baby. Your eyes are wide open. You're like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? Let me make sure. Then the next, I would say, few years, and I'm talking about this a few years at a time. You know, three, four, five years at a time. So the first five years, you get the job. You're in corporate America. You're like, okay, I'm just trying to show my family. I'm trying to show. Uh, whoever it is that I can get a job in corporate America and let me see if I can try to hold on to it. Uh, cause the job at six flags I had for a couple of years, a job at, I don't know, um, PF Chang's had it for a couple of years, uh, the job at such and such I had it for a couple of years. And I want to show them I can hold a job longer than a couple of years. Uh, uh, not really so much fitting into the culture. Just more sure I got my job. I'm trying to get my job done. Next couple of years. Uh, I, I would say, you know, next three, four, five years. Um, you, you probably can tell that, you know, it's time to assimilate. It's time to fit into the culture. You know, um, you're not fitting in too well. Um, you don't know how to negotiate. Uh, you're getting bullied by a manager, but you don't know who to go to. Am I supposed to go to HR? But you always hear that HR isn't a third party. They they're work for the company. So it's so many things that you go through. And then, then maybe the next five years, you're actually up and swinging. Somebody swings on you, you swing on them. Uh, you know how to negotiate for your salary. You know who to talk to. You're making allies. Uh, so we're in 15 years later, um, and you're finally starting to get it. So that's why I'm saying it's kind of unfair uh, to expect someone to know, like, look, if you want your career, you got to go take it. And, you know, a lot of times I say people need mentors, you know, or sometimes it's helpful to, I think I've heard people talk about this when uh, with white privilege, uh, not saying I believe it in or not, you know, I, I mean, I kind of do. Uh, but I think to an extent, everybody, we got a little bit of privilege, but I do think there's a little bit of what. But I'm not trying to get into all that. But what I'm saying is, 
um, uh, sometimes it's beneficial to use your privilege to help somebody else that is, I guess, underprivileged, if that's the correct term. And also on the other end, I did hear this, uh, this woman tell me this, when you walk into a room, you belong in that room. Don't walk into these rooms. Uh, and this is what I say is your superpower for somebody who's underprivileged. When you walk into that room, you belong in that room. Don't walk into that meeting with all of these individuals and say to yourself, okay, I'm going to let the big dogs talk and I'll just be quiet and take notes. And not saying that you have to comment on everything or make a statement just because, or just ask a question just because, but on the other end, um, for the privileged individuals, you got to use your privilege because you're privileged. You're good. You're in a secure position. And I know you're trying to stomp on the necks of everybody who's coming up. It, it gets hard because upgrading yourself is not easy. It's easy when you're born into the to the uh, culture and it's easy for you. But dog, even me, I love hip hop. And some of these songs I'm posting, I don't even know some of these artists. I'm like, who the fuck is Didi Osama? What? You know, um, so sometimes it's beneficial to uh, that's how you upgrade yourself is by helping underprivileged people and uh, not coming down like, hey, I'm going to help you, little, 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 little Chinese woman. Or, I'm going to help you, little black man. Um, but leveling with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, for example, just because somebody speaks a different language doesn't mean they're stupid. It actually means they're pretty damn smart. Off jumps, they already speak two different languages. They're just struggling to communicate with you. They can't communicate with you like the way they want to communicate with you. So you may want to use your privileges, you know, be able to say, you know what? We're going to take some time to figure out how to communicate with each other. Okay. And in that way, we can grow. And then once you can communicate, they can show you things. You can show them things. And the world will grow. And fuck it. People want to talk about channeling you on some kumbaya shit. Fuck it. Yes, I am. I'm on some whole hands and sing around a campfire all damn day. Because that's where we got to get to. That's where we're working towards anyways. That everybody... We really want to be in good good spots, but when you get that house on the hill or in the middle of the woods and you over there by yourself, what do you eventually do? Give all your money to charity? You know, you, you want to give your money to somebody. You know, you're like, man, I, I've done built this. See, another thing, supposedly, I, I'm not going to Google this, supposedly wealth only lasts two or three generations. You know, people don't even realize that. People think that they're going to be in business forever. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of companies out there that are 100 years in. You know, they've been doing business for a hundred years, but eventually some, somebody comes in board of directors. Uh, there was a period of time, Steve jobs didn't even own Apple. Um, you know, some way, some shape, some form, I think it happened to Bruce Wayne, you know, some shape, some form people come in and they try to take your business or, you know, children don't value the business. They sell it, you know, wealth only lasts a couple generations, but you know, if you could, help somebody, reach out to somebody, who knows how long that can last. And also the underprivileged people, again, um, um, when you walk into that room, including myself, okay, I'm talking to myself right now. I told you, this is also my therapy. Understand that you, we belong in that room. And, uh, there's a saying that, um, um, people don't know you're dumb until you open up your mouth and remove all doubt. 
Um, it's beneficial sometimes to just be quiet and listen and, and say, people don't really realize how smart you are because there's going to be sometimes you're in the room and you're the smartest person and you just want to just listen. And then there's going to be times you're in the room and you're the dumbest person in the room. But regardless, nobody knows. You know, so God bless everyone. Thank you so much. Again, I, I went on a tangent and I was uh, 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 rapping for a long time. I'll probably just put on a couple more tracks. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Um, uh, let's take a quick look at the market. See if, uh, J Jerome Powell, I don't know what time he plans on speaking. Uh, let's take a look. This is CNBC. Uh, what do we expect from the Fed? Over. But in any event, I think we've already seen enough to expect that there will be credit tightening. It'll probably emerge relatively gradually over the next several months. And in maybe three to six months before we have a really good read as to how much of that credit tightening we're going to get. But I'll take the over rather than the under relative to consensus on this. What I would say is I think sometime around September, we'll have a much better clue of what direction the economy is going, whether it's cooling off, not cooling off, disinflating, not disinflating, a lot of credit tightening, not a lot of credit tightening. I would recommend that that's the horizon when the Fed... Okay, so I didn't hear shit. <laughs> That's a bunch of bullshit going on, and everybody's fucked. Um, so, um, just have a great day. Uh, take care of your family. Uh, one of my children came home the other day. He said, Dad, I just got back from six cruel hours of something learning or something. And I was like, what? And he was like, I just got back from school. You know, so anytime, any part of your day, you can just be kind and rewind uh, and, and do it again. Uh, just, you know, love yourself and love everybody around you. I love you. Uh, let's take, a, you know, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. I'll probably go ahead and uh, put on like two or three tracks at the end. Um, you know what? Let me go ahead and grab a quick Bev with y'all real quick. Um Give me a second. Let me see what I got. Let me see what we can bev on. Right now, it's going to be Casa Amigos Reposado. Uh, so that's probably what I'll get a bev. Um, thank y'all so much. Uh, y'all have a wonderful day. Hey, look who it is. Uh, it's Ra. You want to say bye? Bye. All right, y'all. Shane Man, House of Barf. You know what? Real quick. It just dawned on me that... I did not offer any solutions. So, gender gap. Other than getting the podcast out, everything, change, change, change. Boom, 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 boom. Got that. Obviously, it's not working because based on the research we found, in 15 years, it's only increased 2%. So, how do we counteract this? Now, I'm speaking to... busy uh women expressed women identified women um i can't speak for everybody just in general um one it's great to receive a free drink but there's no such thing as a free drink you receive a free drink it's free for who it's free for you it's not free for everyone 
things are a little bit different in the it's terrible but in the grand scheme of things very basic uh things are a little bit different when you put money up and when you don't so for example let's say you were going into an apartment or um uh from a trap stars you're you're going into a half a zone and a half a zip um and you're going in half okay now just imagine if somebody says i'm going to get the whole thing the whole apartment the whole zip the whole house whatever it is car let's go in on the car restaurant I'm going to put all the money up and you just have to pay me rent. Okay. It's a little bit different. So. There's no such thing as a free drink. There's no such thing as a free dinner, a free lunch, a free cup of coffee. So. In my personal opinion, on the other end. Not saying don't receive because you don't want to block blessings. See, there's a difference between blessings and whatnot. But don't block blessings. But realize there's no free lunch. Don't receive a free lunch. Don't receive a free drink. Don't receive a free house, car, restaurant, whatever. On the other end, train yourself. Educate yourself on occasion, not every day, because you're going to burn out. You need time to relax, take a break, release. But every decade, take a class on whatever you're interested in. Every four years, five years, say, you know what? It's been a long time. I've been working. I've been taking care of my house. I've been taking care of my family, whatever it is. And I haven't trained myself on anything recently. Get trained. Whether it's a certification, a license, a class. Um... Sit down when it's time to go over bills, finances, purchasing of materials, cars, houses, groceries. I know people say, well, groceries, that's a woman's thing. Eh, depending on who you are. Eh, I know, I know my real men understand that. You other guys, you could say, oh, my girl does the grocery shopping. Okay, go ahead. Keep living your life. (laughs) Keep doing your thing. Yeah, we got you. But when it comes down to it, sit down. Figure out how this guy. And the topic is the difference between the discrepancy in gender gap but 
what solution is there? And that's what I'm trying to get to. A lot of times, the guy will do it out of passion, love, acts of service. What is it? Seven love languages or something? Acts of service? Yes. That guy, acts of service, and that guy who is like, I send my bitch to the grocery store. Listen, they're both committing the same crime. It's financial economic abuse. And the woman is self, self, I don't know what it is, sabotaging. I don't know what the term is. Because, again, a strong woman looks for the strongest male. Genetically, I'm not talking about perceptually, whatever. I'm saying men and women have some draconian things about them. Some things that are just in their gut. Okay, things you just can't get out. And a woman looking for the strongest male, I think, is one of those things. And then I also said mama bear syndrome. You mess for a woman that average, not saying every woman, but an average woman, you mess with her children, you get the paws. Okay, and then on the other end, they're looking for the alpha male, quote unquote. Okay. Um, the reason why I say quote unquote is if you look up this, um, what is an octopus called? I can't even think of the animal octopus is. It's not. Gosh darn! I can't even think of because there's, there's, there's a family of them. Let me, let me see real quick. What family is? The octopus. Celephopatod or something. Okay. Okay. So they're part of that family. So this family, (laughs) there will be a quote unquote beta male who will look like a female to sleep with a female right under the alpha male's nose. Okay. So, that's what I mean, like, okay, you're quote-unquote alpha male, okay? So, a lot of times, in my personal opinion, this is not no research, the, the, the gut root, the draconian, the ancestor history of women, two things. They look for the strongest male, and you mess with their children, you get the pause. Okay, so, in looking for the male... You have the guy who acts of service is, baby, I take care of your bills. Don't worry. I love you. And that's his act of service to you. And sometimes you can sit there and say, you know what? I enjoy this. I like this. He's such a man. And sometimes it, it can even become cultural. Yeah, well, my 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 granddad did it for his wife, and my dad did it for his wife, and you're gonna have to do it for me. Great, great, fantastic. But just sit down, just sit down. You know, there's nothing wrong with what you got going on already, and just sitting down as they pay their bills, as they go through the groceries. Cause how is it this one guy? is on one 
breadwinner, one leader of the home, whatever you want to call it, um, is handling all of this individually. And I know you say, well, it's not in, you wasn't shooting me in the gym. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Yes. You contribute so much so that they're able to focus on other things. And I get that. And I, and I don't get it to the fullest. Okay. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is how is this one individual, the breadwinner, meaning that they make one penny more than the next individual behind them, not behind them, but the next individual, they make one penny more. They're the breadwinner. How is this breadwinner taking care of so much? How? And the only way you can learn, and I'm not talking about, you know, trap stars or anything like that. Um, um, content creators. No, I'm talking about how. Are they looking at the grace period, the late fees, the late date, the due date? Are they saying, you know what? I got a grace period on this bill for 15 days. You know what I'm saying? Just things like that. How are they doing it? Not how are they doing it? Where's all this money coming from? Is this blood money? No, no, we're not. No. Not all that. You don't got to get into all that. You know what I'm saying? That's not what I'm saying. How are they doing it? They're putting dates on the calendar. One bill can have three different dates. Due date. Grace period date. Cutoff date. And you look at those dates and you say, okay, you can line up. However, they're doing it. Maybe they put it on auto debit. Maybe they're like, man, I got every bill on auto debit. So, uh, one, train yourself. And don't take train as in train. What we're talking about is going back to the 1950s, 1960s, uh, when women, for 30 years, would not pick up a a skill. Their skills were possibly paying bills, uh, fixing things around the house, um, taking care of the children. And that's what that was their skills. Then the world changed and became more technological or tech technical. Males were in the field. It's different when you're in the field. You know what I'm saying? In, in anything. In anything. I don't care what it is. It's different to be outside. So, these men became more technical. Later on, the woman's getting abused. Uh, the man is falling off. She decides she wants to divorce. She says, I'm out of here. You're falling off. 
got to remember, women love the strongest male. Our strongest whatever. And I'm just kidding about that. I'm, I'm really just joking about that. Being an asshole. But however. She decides she wants to get divorced. Not she. You know, because times are so different. But the the not breadwinner. The, the individual who's not the breadwinner. Decides they want to leave. After 30 years of marriage. 17 years of marriage, seven years, whatever. And they have not increased their training. Because they've they're, they they've been working on bill paying in the house. Yes. They've been working on cleaning the house, maintaining the house. Yes. Child care, child development. Yes. But the world outside is changing. For example, right now, immediately, algorithms are taking over. Artificial intelligence is taking over. So somebody who (laughs) thought that they were working on Excel by playing bills and uh, putting project manager and all that stuff together, thought that they were doing the shit, go to an office and be like, yeah, I can do project manager and I can do Excel. Well, ma'am, sir, sorry to tell you, we got algorithms doing all that shit. So this is essentially what I'm trying to say is always updating your training. Even if you have someone who's the breadwinner, who's like, baby, chill, you don't got to work. Okay. Then on the other end of training is, I just forgot, um, Give me one second. Give me one second. Uh, training. Um, sitting down. That's a huge part. Now, sitting down doesn't require you to do any more than just watch TV and sit down next to them and see how they do it. See, it, it cannot be possible that this one individual is taking care of all this and you just think that they're making the money and paying the bills. It's bullcrap. You have to sit down because this is the scary part. This is what's very scary. This person who's the breadwinner passes away. And you, as the not breadwinner, come into a lump sum. You don't have the strategies, the characteristics, the maturity to handle it. So, pods who want to act like They're your best friend. Come in as individuals who say, hey, you know what? You should put that money in the real estate. Give it to me. I'll show you how to put it in the real estate. Uh, Should my name be on the deed? No, don't worry about that. I'll put my name on the deed so you don't have to worry about anything. They come in and they swoop in. And everything that that person worked for is going to waste because of this person who is suave. Oh, Who's sharp, who is clean. Oh, they were so genuine. And you should be disgusted because you didn't take time to sit down or to educate train. So we got and, and the the reason I'm specifically talking to women is because this is something that's been going on for years. 
And I know people will say, no, 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 things have changed. It's not like that anymore. Well, in 30 years, I've seen a little bit of change, a little bit of evolving, but not too much. So that's why I'm more so speaking on financial abuse, economic abuse. That's more so what I'm discussing. And it's complicated because I'm trying to be politically correct with the term she, he, they, them, him, her. And it's kind of, uh, the conversation is becoming more jagged. But, yeah, so. Um, sit down, train. Is there any other solutions to create? I'm not saying divorce. Um, but also, I'm not saying marry. Okay, so you're in a tough bind. Sometimes marrying can seem like a great time to get you out of a bind. Picking up an extra shift at work can seem like a great place to get you out of a bind. Picking up a second job can seem like a great place to get you out of a bind. But not so much more than that. That's not always the answer. It it, it could become more of a headache. But also, don't look at it as a headache. It's an experience. An experience that not necessarily you had to go down. Okay, so... As far as bridging the gap between discrepancies in gender, I think we possibly may have crossed a couple of solutions. Uh, One, train. Two, sit down. Three, marrying is a great way to bring in a second income, but may not be necessary. It could be a microwave solution to a long-term problem. Another thing, picking up an extra shift at the job. You were supposed to do an eight-hour shift. You did a 12-hour shift. How beneficial is that for you? And also, you should also seek a tax advisor on that as well. But also, how is that helping bridge? Because another thing we have to think about is There's a lot of women who are not in leadership roles. Is it very possible that not picking up that extra shift and taking that time and putting it towards a resume or maybe you can do both. And also picking up a second job. Now we're talking about gas money, commute money. More time spent away from the home. These may not be the best solutions, but we still have to discover more solutions in order to get the the gap between the gender discrepancy. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, so... I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, is there an education aspect to this? I'm trying to think. Is there a 
more women are less likely to get a degree than a man. You know, uh, less likely to get a certificate or a license. And that's something I'd have to look up. I'm not sure. Something we had to look up. Um, and that goes back to training. You know, every four or five, ten years. Not, I'm not saying every year. It's every ten years. You know? So, all right. If you can tell, I'm I'm not in a room that is very quiet. I mean, I'm in a quiet room right now, but there's... It's not it's not a quiet place where I can actually speak up and talk. But I just wanted to touch base because I was like, you know what? I didn't offer any solutions. And I want to make sure that to any problem that occurs, that there's also the answer. And I'm not saying that my answers are the answer, but <laughs> we got to. We got to figure out this financial abuse systematically, personally, whatever. Because it's not right. It's not right at all. Um, And I'm not saying leave your spouse, leave your man. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, Just more so. Here, real quick. If I can take a look. I'm going to type in what... Ways to economically, uh, economically abuse. Just real quick, just like see if there's a, okay, top three. This is anacrafttrust.org. Borrow money and not give it back. Okay. So they're asking you for money. They're not giving it back to you. (laughs) Stealing money, stealing belongings, taking your pension. Yeah, at all times. And see, the thing what happens is, is at the time you try to leave. Um, oh, here's a huge one. <laughs> here's a huge one. Telling you that you don't have to work. That's a huge one. Telling you, a baby, sweetheart, baby girl, you don't have to work. It's huge. That's where it happens right there. And it's not that you have to work. That's not the answer. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, so you don't work when you're at home you gotta train you gotta work you gotta you gotta turn a simple task for example taking care of the house into a complicated task you say you know what I'm gonna build a graph or a chart and I'm gonna do preventive maintenance and you take care of it like it is a business uh uh, looking at joinonelove.org, um, you're receiving an allowance. You're receiving a budget. Um, you have to, uh, now this I'm not sure about, but this is new to me. 
they they basically ask you to account for everything that you've bought how much money you've spent wow that's different to me i didn't know that um is is willing to spend your money and won't even acknowledge you mm mm so this is a very important topic economic financial abuse and it can go both ways it can go female to male male to female uh, however you want to determine it the main thing that it is is that this is happening more so towards women than men since at least the 1950s so men may be going through it as well maybe if you're dating Oprah Winfrey okay (laughs) right then maybe she put anytime you fuck up. Hey, I'm gonna let you know. I'm about to cut you off. I'm about to cut you off. And she been giving you an allowance. You like, oh shit. When she says she about to cut you off, she means more than just the relationship. She means your water. You know, like it's a little different. It's a little different. So, um, When you get a sense that you could possibly be in a situation of economic financial abuse, you got to be sure to tell yourself, you know what? I'm not saying when they give you an allowance still from or or if that, you know, still from them. But when they give you an allowance, okay, they're giving you an allowance. Take 50 percent of that allowance and put that shit away in another bank account. And I'm not saying don't disclose that. Dis- I don't know. Don't. I'm not getting on about that. Disclose it. Disclose it to them. Hey, I'm putting money away. Okay? Just in case you want to be on some bullshit. And everything's not about building a case against your partner. But this is for your safety. You have to remember. So I was in a car accident one time. And a buddy of mine wanted to talk about to me about my car accident. And I was like, who, Chan, man, who were you thinking about in that car accident? I was like, man, I was thinking about my wife. I was thinking about my kids. I was thinking about my mom. I was thinking about my dad. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, you name. They even said, who else? And I was like, who else? I don't know, my family, my friends. What do you mean, who else? And they kept saying, and who else? I was like, I don't know, man. And then they said, not one time did you name yourself. I was like, oh, shit. Just like, not one time. And it's like, you got to understand these situations. Any situation. Not saying be selfish. But in any situation, the first person you need to think about is yourself. Not out of selfishness. It's just what it is. How? Now, I don't agree with the saying, I can't be my best self if I don't take care of myself. Or, you know, I can't give my best self. Nothing. Fuck all that. That's not what I'm talking about. But, in the same sense, how can you be your best self if you don't take care of yourself? How can I take care of you if I'm not my best self? And I know it's like, what do you, so, 
I'm not trying to get into all of that, but if you don't think about yourself for a second, you cannot think about anybody else. Now, what I mean more so is I can't be. Sometimes some of those people to me seem like I have to buy this Benz. If I can't be my best self, then I can't give my best self. Okay, I need to go to this spa date. If I can't be my best self, I can't give. No, that's not. That's not what I'm talking about. But in 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 life, if you do not think about yourself to an extent. You can't give your best self. So I'm going to go ahead and end right there. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and hang out with your man, Chan Man. Thank you. I love y'all. House of Barf.